Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. I loved it. Uh, you loved it. What did you love? Nothing we were talking about. It's the season for Bailey's in your coffee. Yes. I like a good Irish cream in my coffee. And truth be told, when I was a child, well, not a child, but like a teenager, it, my my parents on Christmas morning would put not Bailey's. They would get Carol Ann's, which is like a little bit more affordable. <laughs> it's like a Bailey's knockoff, but really, I actually kind of prefer it. They'd put it in their coffee. And I remember one year on Christmas morning, by the time we opened presents, they were hammered. They were so silly. Oh, I love it. They were just like it. giggling because they had a Listen, couple cups of coffee. You deserve to be hammered on Christmas Day. I just as an aunt, mm. me and my sister, every Christmas Eve, Get wasted on wine. Mm. Wrap the kids' presents. Wine wasted wrapping is so fun. It's so much fun. And then the kids wake up at like 5 a.m. and we're like, okay, we're on our way, Joe. They're always ready. Always ready. But I think it's nice to get a little wasted in the morning. Why are we talking about getting wasted in the morning? Because I just had a sip of coffee and said, "I I want some Baileys in this because it's now fall. And it's officially the second day of fall, which means it's Christmas season. We gave like fall like it's day. Yeah. Now it's Christmas season. Yeah. We Listen. It's so October that yesterday was actually a big uh, release day. So me and my little witchy sisters went and did a sound bath in the park. What does that mean? What is a release day? What did, what did, what did we release? So it's the because the first day of fall, mm. uh, energetically, it's a really great day for you to manifest, to let go of things. And uh, you can like write it in your book or you can like make a thing of it, which I like to do on full moons. And um, we had this sound bath. Our friend just got these beautiful sound bowls and just got certified. So she did a sound bath for us. And then we all like wrote things that we wanted to let go of and we burned them on the candles and we said things that we were excited for and grateful for. But here's what makes it so amazing. <laughs> <laughs> this is so dumb. This is such a balance of who I am as a human well, being. Well, I'm still stuck on the part about somebody got certified to be a sound bath operator. So I'm just still trying to wrap what my brain What do you mean around. you have to? I, don't, I just don't understand that world. It's so interesting to me. Oh my God, well, sound, if you've never been to a sound bath, I've you have to, to go. Yes, I've been to one. It was amazing. It's incredible and it's so good for your subconscious. It's like a really great cleanse. It also helps like as a reset. But because they're sound bowls and because they play, it's still like a musician, like mm. an instrument. You have to learn how to play it so that it's as effective as can be for mm. all of your chakras. It's a whole thing. But Vicky Vox was the one that was leading the sound bowl. So she goes, I brought a candle and I think it's really important um, that we light this one. And we're like, okay. She pulled it out, it looked like a Novena candle. And it was Catherine O'Hara's character from Schitt's Creek. <laughs> and I was like, this is, 
<laughs> he only said that one of you. Moira Rose Candle. I love it. Well, I did something very similar. I went to see The Woman King with Viola Davis. Amazing. And John Boyega, and it was phenomenal. Just an emotional roller coaster, but such a beautifully crafted film. Viola needs to get us all the awards. Just give them all to her. Everything. Incredible. Um, so I'm glad we both had very similar nights. Yeah. You hung out with some witches. and Kind I... of still very empowering for women. Women. There it is. We love it. Hands there. off. There it is. All right. You want to do some news on the beat? On this second day of fall? On the second day of fall, my true love gave to me the news. Yes. <laughs> uh, a school just outside Boston, Massachusetts has banned classrooms from displaying pride flags and other signs it deems political. It includes Black Lives Matter and thin blue line flags. The Boston Globe says the changes at Staten High were announced at a staff meeting last Wednesday. An anonymous member of the faculty told the Globe school officials viewed such as displays as disruptive or distracting. Principal Juliet Miller confirmed this in a follow-up email to staff last Thursday explaining the ban. Miller said, we need to avoid placing items in the classroom that can cause disruption or distraction. We are an inclusive environment and want to maintain that inclusivity. Disruption or distraction to whom is what I want to know. Right. If there are queer kids who, who, who don't feel safe at school, which is the case because we hear it from them all of the time... Like, what is it about that? And also, Blue Lives Matter flags only popped up because of Black Lives Matter. Right. Like, it was only a a counter. So, it's just so... I I think that schools are trying to, like, just tamp down, like, all, like, the rhetoric and, like, the, you know, the the, the infighting and, like, the finger pointing. I get that. But this isn't the way to do it. Right. Like, it's just... You're just alienating entire sections of, like... Because the only people who are really, really being affected... Or minority kids, a hundred percent. Whether they're queer or black or Latin or whatever, they're they're the ones that are being silenced. And it's always been like that, of course, always. And then white people feel like, oh, we did our part. You know, I want to just say something so fast about empowering black women, also and minorities. I was watching Jeffrey Dahmer by Ryan Murphy last night, mm. and I don't know, I never knew this, but the call that was made that then essentially helped get him caught was made by this uh, by his black female neighbor and she would not let off she called the police black women are magic they magic just, they just they, listen, magic they, they've been through everything and they're like we unafraid don't care. we're gonna keep don't going don't care mm-hmm. it was amazing all right let's get into weather i have 89 in la today 96 in vegas 102 in palm springs 91 in miami 77 in san francisco 58 in buffalo 103 in cathedral city and 97 in dallas now give us a vibe of the day we all live under the same sky but we don't all have the same horizon yeah we all might be born into the same you know under the same planet but that doesn't mean we're born into the same circumstances so just think about that sometimes 100%. before you react to others or judge others yeah be kind the morning beat with aj and michaela channel q we love giving advice here on The Morning Beat. Love it. You and I combined have been in relationships for 17 years. Oh. That, that's a lot. Yeah. That's a lot of years. So we're experts on everything yeah, we relationship. Are, obviously. Yep, absolutely. Uh, so this person says, I am a 24-year-old female and have been in a straight relationship for three years. Everything went well, but I have an unshakable fear of being dumped as if that was the worst thing that could happen, no matter how respectful or rational that decision. It's my first relationship, but it feels like a deeper issue, and I don't want to influence my relationship habits in the future. 
The fact that I have this fear means that even small, normal amounts of conflict in the relationship are really loaded for me and therefore for him. We have something beautiful, which I want to learn to enjoy more by being mentally or emotionally present. I don't want to be driven by the fear of losing him. How do I get rid of the fear of rejection? Ooh, I can relate. Oh, as a 34-year-old big sis, (laughs) I want to say it doesn't matter. The rejection means nothing. If they reject you, that's a them thing. You know, I feel like I look back on, um, like, in my 20s, I was so afraid of rejection that I stayed so crippled like stuck almost and in a lot of ways I was very like confident and did things and in a lot of ways Uh I really didn't and just as I'm getting older now it's like the rejection is so temporary it should never be the thing that stops you from doing something because their opinion nor anyone else's matter but I feel you girl like I get it I get that it feels like Oh, you don't want to go there because well, it's doesn't, heartbreak. She doesn't want it to ruin her relationship. And when I hear her say this, or when I read this, what I act, what I take from it is that there's some trauma in your childhood that you've not addressed yet, that you haven't dealt with, and uh, the fact that you escalate fights and make them sort of more chaotic and bigger than they need to be. And that your partner is still around after three years is a good sign that your partner is actually a, a more patient person and possibly came from a, a healthier environment. But I can relate to this because this has been me. I've always been the one who I, and, and, and a lot of therapy has helped me work through this, but I, especially early on in my relationship with my current partner, he's the kindest, most like thoughtful, like calm person. Mm-hmm. He's a son of a pastor. He grew up in a two-parent a household and chaos is not something he's used to. He's basically raised as an only child. I grew up in a family of a blended family different step siblings at my house and at my dad's house whenever I would go there and chaos loud arguing my family's very loud they like to scream over each other and that's what I was used to so for me little issues in the past have turned into really big issues because I think that subconsciously the only way that I can tell if you really really love me is if you're passionate you're willing to fight with me and scream yeah. with me as opposed to that subtle sort of love that's just comfortable, right? Which is where I'm kind of like learning to lean into that now. So my fear is that this person at 24 years old, even the fact that you're asking for advice at that age is a great Incredible. sign. Because I sure wasn't. I was. <laughs> I thought well, I had it all figured out. And I think that too, confrontation is, like when I was little, we used to fight. I, like I have abandonment issues from conflict. Like mm-hmm. if I stood up for myself, if we fought, I'd be made fun of and yep. then they would leave. And that was very difficult for me. And just with full transparency with my relationship, I used to fight with Lisa so deeply. And then Lisa would feel so defensive that her kind-hearted nature would feel like she needed to at the very least defend herself which would then cause so much unnecessary chaos and after therapy we realized that like well she always knew this but I had to realize that like confrontation does not mean yelling confrontation is simply sitting down and being like hey this is bothering me and then she says well what you do bothers me and then that doesn't give me any liberty to get defensive it gives me an opportunity to listen back in the day would that make you pop off because that's oh, how I would. If, you, if they would yes. come back, I'd be like, well, no, 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 no. What we're doing now is we're talking about we're talking what about I'm upset you. about. Right. Yeah, your right. problems. Right. But really, that doesn't help. <laughs> yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's like a ping pong game. Like, you got to just 
let it bounce and make it. Because when you like work through it, your relationships are so much stronger. Yes. Unless your goal is to live in chaos, which it doesn't sound like this person's goal is. It sounds like she wants a healthy relationship and that she's with somebody who she actually cares about. You got to do the work. 24, though, I'm proud of you. Like yeah. whoever you are, I'm really proud of you that you would actually be aware of this and, and take it so far as to ask, like seek out help. Because it took me until my late 30s to even go to therapy and to really like have these conversations. And I thought I was perfect. I knew under underneath it all, I'm like, I'm not. I know it. I get it. But I don't want to deal with it. It feels too overwhelming to change like things about ourselves that have been a certain way for our, our entire, for the first 30 years, then to all of a sudden say, I want to be a better person. But sometimes, and maybe this is the person, maybe they're not, sometimes uh, when we meet somebody, they're motivation enough. And it shouldn't yeah. always be that way. We should be able to do things for Listen, ourselves and love ourselves. That's how it was for me. Lisa was such a little sweetie baby Absolutely. that I was like, I can't be mean. I got to go get help. I, I remember the first time I felt like I could lose my, my now husband and I, it terrified me. When it actually came to that point where I was like, am I going to lose? Am I pushing him away? That terrified me and that made me change. So good on you. 24 years old. Keep putting in the work. All right. Coming up, Ellen Ellen DeGeneres' protege is now turning against her. Find out what he has to say coming up next. The Morning Beat with AJ and Michaela. Channel Q. It's my favorite part of the morning. This is uh, where we transition into our first What's Poppin' and I get to lay back and just listen. Michaela. What's popping? Okay, this is crazy. More news is coming out about Ellen DeGeneres and oh, how no. awful she was. Uh, this time coming from Grace and Chance, her protege. Now, we've had Grace and Chance many times on this show. Um, and he was a doll. But he's now saying he's never met someone more manipulative, more self-centered, and more blatantly opportunistic than Ellen. Wow. He said that when she first took him on, he was only 12 years old. He was signed to 1111, which was under Interscope and Geffen Records. Um, And she said, I'm going to protect you. I'm going to be here for you. We're going to do this together. And then he said, my whole week, month, my whole year could change with just one text message from her. And it was just horrible. Um, She wanted him, for example, to watch the Never Say Never documentary by Justin Bieber. And he was exhausted. And he was just a little kid just from touring. So he didn't watch it yet. And she said when he didn't make the viewing of film priority, he called, she called Grayson's mother and said, what type of mother are you? Disappointed isn't even remotely what I'm feeling right now. That's when he realized that he was just a pawn in her game. Uh, He said that she would also go back to the stylist tracks, yell at the stylist, berate everybody in front of him uh, and was just super degrading. And then uh, once Grace and Chance's sales dropped in 2012, Ellen DeGeneres completely removed herself, completely abandoned herself from him. He was dropped the next year. But oddly, she would still have him come on the show every once in a while. And he was like, but it was so cold. Like, I would go to the show, and obviously I wanted the exposure still. I was pretty young. And she wouldn't even speak to me until we got on stage. Then we'd get on stage and she'd say, oh, I'm so proud of you. And he was like, it was just so fake. And she was so fake. And I'm coming out about it now because it placed active trauma in me. The kid was 12 when she started bringing him on. Like, that is so, ugh. Yeah. Like, I don't understand, like, why. I don't understand the type of people who need to belittle and berate other people to feel powerful. I don't get that because she's wildly talented. Like, Ellen is so talented. And her entire brand is kindness. 
So why don't you just be kind? I mean, because, she just wasn't. There's so many. But she's stories. got so much money in the bank account, and she could live off that for the rest of her life. And it, like, there's no need to be mean to people. But there's just some people that are evil, and also it depends on how you're raised. I'm gonna go back to this because it's just in the forefront of my brain right now. Jeffrey Dahmer was a murderer, and that's how you'd see him—a serial killer. But Ryan Murphy's done a really beautiful job of sort of showing from the beginning how he grew up. And if you take that into account, mm. people not aren't necessarily born evil. Nope. People are sometimes not raised. People are yeah. well. I've always said this. I believe that I believe that almost everyone on earth there are very 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 few people historically who have been born evil, right? Yeah. I think that almost everybody is good and what I like about this, though, is that on the other side, you've got Ellen being so, you know, awful, apparently, according to so many different accounts. And then on the other side of it, you have Ryan Murphy, who's saying, hey, listen, I'm not going to say what he did was OK. Jeffrey Dahmer, obviously, but we're going to humanize him. There's a reason. There's a reason that people make mistakes. If we don't learn from those, we're going to keep repeating them. Yeah. And there, and I think that queer people are uniquely positioned to tell those types of stories because I tend to have more compassion and understanding for situations than my straight family members or friends, right? Because I'm like, well, I've done things out of character in my life because of hurt, because I've been struggling and hiding my identity, whatever the case may be, struggling with whatever. So it just makes me really sad that she's this successful and also this, like, just awful. Yeah, it's so sad. Mm. All right, coming up, speaking of evil, Trump has superpowers. <laughs> yes. And I don't know if you guys know that, but he's able to control things with his mind, and yeah. we've got the clip to yeah. prove it. Mm. Coming up in the next hour. The Morning Beat with AJ Gibson and Michaela Gordon. Channel Q. Michaela, where did you go? I'm gone. I left. I'm out of here. Out of here. Gotta Listen, go. Listen, we've got like three hours left, and then the weekend is here. Right. I'm so ready for this. It's Friday then. And you know it's what Saturday, wild Sunday. plans I have? What? You know what those wild plans are? Well, let's compare. Go ahead. You start. All right. I'm going to drive you home. Okay. Because <laughs> I had to get a ride to work today. Because <laughs> and I don't mind. I love it. I'm then going to go into my house. Mm-hmm. I'm going to look at Bruno and Rocco. I'm going to say, hi, Rocco's going to get a toy for me. He's going to run around the house because he's very excited. I'm going to kiss Lisa. Then I'm going to say, Lisa, I'm going to go in the bedroom and I'm going to take a little nap. And she's going to go, of course, baby, do you. I'm going to go into that bedroom. I'm going to scroll Instagram for 15 minutes. And I'm going to honk, <laughs> chew, honk, chew until it's time to go to the gym. If I even choose to go. That sounds and like. And that's it. Listen, that's that, ladies and gentlemen, is the gay agenda. This is what we do in our day-to-day lives. There, you you want to know what we're trying to do? We're trying to get some rest. Yeah, we're exhausted. Same. You want to hear my, my gay agenda go for the off, day? Baby. This is what I have planned. Well, my husband is getting his hair cut this morning, which is why he needed to take the car. And Wait, he's getting his hair cut? Yeah. He with gets, Ebony? Is she fixing? No, he's not getting his locks done. He's getting oh, his hair cut. He's getting, right. He goes to uh, Khalil for that. Right. Okay, Khalil, yes. So he's got to go downtown. But before he does that, he has to drop our son off at the groomer. So while our son is at the groomers today, that usually gives us like five hours of free time because they keep him for a while and they finally get to him and then they they give us a a text message. We go pick him up. So in that five hours, my husband is gone. My son is gone. Do you know what I'm going to do? Go on. I'm going to rage. I'm going to mop. 
I'm going to clean the windows You're so today. Crazy, baby, slow down. I'm doing slow laundry. Down, AJ, I might even. This is a morning I show. I might even scrub a bathtub. It's only seven a.m. No, no, I get so excited. Woo! I get excited. Somebody out there Turn can relate to this. Turn his mic off, Vanessa. He's when, getting too when I have insane. the house to myself. Oh yeah. I like to mop. Oh yeah. And you, you know what? If I get done early enough, <gasps> I might even sit on the couch and read my new book. That's enough. Turn this show off. <laughs> I'm 42 years old you and rebellious. Bought, I bought bitch. my very first. Three Thriller last night. My thriller, like a piece of fiction. I went to Barnes and Noble. They still exist, by the way. Listen to me. I love that Barnes and Noble, and it's I have such a sad story. At the Grove? Yes. What's your sad story? One time, I love Barnes and Noble at the Grove, and I used to love Barnes and Noble, and I went to buy this book, and I said, um, they said, do you have your club card or your book they card? They asked me, this really hot guy working asked me that last yeah. night, and I wanted to be like, no, can you sign me up? Well, I said, okay, and I gave them my grandma's number. Because my grandma used to, and I used to always go to Barnes and Noble. And then the woman goes, I'm sorry, it's expired. Do you want to renew it? And I was like, ah! <laughs> And then I go, I want you to renew it. So she renewed it. And they, the receipt said, thank you, Vivian. Aww. And I went into my car. And I literally probably cried for one hour. But the hearing her be like, no, the card expired. I was like. You are so sweet. And pathetic at the same time. It's I know. Just, I love everything about you. I know. It's just so sad. So do you Very still have? Do you still use that card? Heck yeah! That's adorable. This literally only happened a couple months ago. Oh yeah. Yeah, that was it. Yeah. It was yesterday. Grandma's still dead, but her her Barnes and Noble account re- lives on. I honestly didn't realize how sentimental I was until she passed, and I'm like, oh my god, I'm a lot more sensitive and sentimental than I thought I was, and I already knew I was. Grandmas bring out the best. Grandmas are the best. I miss my grandma. She's been gone for like a decade, but I just miss her all the time. Oh, you miss her energy. I get it. Uh, You want to do some news on the beat? You sad, sad little puppy, you? Yes, you little freak. (laughs) Yes, you little wild man. All right, President Joe Biden on Wednesday reiterated his administration's commitment to LGBTQ and intersex rights abroad. The future will be won by those countries that unleash the full potential of their populations where women and girls can exercise equal rights, including basic reproductive rights, and contribute fully to building stronger economies and more resilient societies where religious and ethnic minorities can live their lives without harassment and contribute to the fabric of their communities, where the LGBTQ plus community individuals live and love freely without being targeted with violence, where citizens can question and criticize their leaders without fear of reprisal, said Biden in his speech at the UN General Embassy. All right, in other news, Bisexual studies uh, by the Williams Institute at UCLA School shows that cisgender bisexual employees are less likely to be open about their sexual orientation at work than cisgender gay and lesbian employees. Only about one-third of cisgender bisexual employees were out to their supervisors compared to three-quarters of cisgender gay men and lesbians. Now, while bisexuals employees overall are significantly less likely to report experiencing discrimination and harassment in the workplace than gay and lesbian employees, that difference disappears when looking at the experiences of employees who are open about LGBTQ at work. All right, let's get into a little weather. 69 in D.C., 90 in Orlando, 93 in New Orleans, 96 in Vegas, 88 in L.A., and 103 in Cathedral City. And give us a vibe of the day. We all live under the same sky, but we don't all have the same horizon. 
the perspective from where you are in this moment in your life might be great, it might be not so great, but it's it's not the same as somebody else's. It's somebody always has it worse than you. Uh, so try to show grace for yourself, but also love and compassion for others. That's what I take away from that quote. Absolutely. I love that. I might have just made all of that up. I don't know. It Who might cares? not be accurate at all. Who cares? But uh, that's what I think. Nothing means anything. <laughs> Nothing. <laughs> and everything means something. <laughs> Coming up, uh, Trump has secret powers. Mm. If you don't know, he's able to actually change things with his mind. And not in the secret kind of way like an avenger like a, like a superhero yeah he actually is he's he's the witches you can't burn hmm. yeah call from mom answer it call silenced instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game that's why they make ordering from your couch easy stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game you have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Odyssey is giving you a chance to win a trip to London to see Taylor Swift at the Eras Tour. It's Tay in the UK. Hey, it's Taylor. Just download the free Odyssey app, log in and listen to a participating station for a minimum of 60 minutes to get your daily entry. And you could win a chance to fly off to London with three friends and see Taylor. I can't wait to see you at the Eras Tour in London. For more, go to odyssey.com slash Taylor. Tay in the UK. It's on the Odyssey app. Thanks to Republic Records. This is a national contest. Good morning, Beat. Channel Q. I am American, American, American. All right. Well, whether you like it or not, he is technically an American. We're talking about Donald J. Trump, the twice impeached former president, disgraced uh, man who might run for president again in 2024 unless we can actually get him on one of these charges. Maybe down uh, in Florida, they might get him Great. for the Mar-a-Lago uh, classified document situation. But there's been a twist and there's been a, a, a turn, and it turns out that perhaps those documents were were actually declassified, but Donald Trump did them in a way that is oh so Trumpy. Take a listen. If you're the president of the United States, you can declassify just by saying um, it's declassified, even by thinking about it. Let's play that one more time. That's the president, the former president of the United States, uh, claiming that he had the right. Uh, and the ability to declassify government documents telepathically? Yeah. If you're the president of the United States, you can declassify just by saying um, it's declassified, even by thinking about it. This guy no. is such a joke. What are you talking about? What are you, it's just wild what to me. What are you me. talking about? He's, oh, he's yes, an icon. Yeah. You love him. Blah, blah, blah. Yes, he is an icon. Go off. First of all, obviously he's telling the truth. <laughs> obviously. <laughs> Secondly... This man never disappoints. I'm sorry. This man never disappoints, and neither does his fan base. Because literally, they were like, hey, COVID's real. And everyone was like, no, it's not. And then Trump was like, I was able to declassify these things with my mind, obviously. And everyone's like, yeah, you did. Like, where do we stand as American people? Well, he was talking to Sean Hannity on his show, Hannity, about this. Uh, and this was actually recorded before the appeals court ruling, which is interesting because the things he's saying here, uh, he even goes on and says, uh, because you're sending it to Mar-a-Lago, talking about these classified documents, uh, say to Mar-a-Lago or to wherever you're sending it, and there doesn't have to be a process. There can be a process, but there doesn't have to be. 
You're the president. You make that decision. So when you send it, it's declassified. I declassified everything. He declassified everything in his brain and told nobody. Guess what? There is a process. Our government is set up in a certain way to protect against these sorts of things. And what sort of crazy narcissist honestly thinks that he can just think about it at retro, like retroactively after the fact? And it's fascinating because what's happening now is I was I was reading an article about this yesterday and a different attorneys have sort of chimed in on this. And this this interview could come back to haunt him. Yeah. Because the things he's saying on camera in this interview, he's admitting guilt first and foremost, and this could be used in a court of law. This could all be part of the case. And this is this is why, listen, I know everybody wanted him off Twitter. We wanted to take a break because our mental health couldn't afford, you know, any more time with Donald Trump in our in our, you know, news feeds every single morning on our social media. But the one downside to that is the guy can't stick his foot in his mouth and, and incriminate himself publicly as often anymore. Right. Do you know what I mean? Absolutely. So interviews like this are actually he's 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 literally burying himself. He's digging his own grave. And I'm here for it, honey. So am I. Listen, I, I think that it's better that he does it than we do it because all we can do is blame him and all he can do is blame himself. I think it's wild, though. And uh, I hope that his mental health is doing okay. Well, one of his uh, former um, national security advisors, John Bolton, said the fact that Trump wanted to hold on to sensitive documents worried him. Uh, he said, my concern was that he didn't feel that the confidentiality of much of this information was as important as we knew it to be. It just didn't register with him that safeguarding the information for its own sake and because of the risk to sources and methods of obtaining the intelligence could be jeopardized. So oftentimes, the intelligence information that our Mm -hmm. intelligence community, the CIA, FBI, that they get, there are people who are working undercover around the world whose information is in some of these documents. And if you you expose them to the world, that information gets out. We're talking about humans, lives, families who yeah. could be destroyed, lives taken. And on top of that, we no longer have that route, that access to the information that we're getting. Yeah. Right. And that's how we remain a superpower. That's how we remain, you know, on top of things as best we can. Totally. And because you better believe Russia has spies here, China has spies here, and we have spies there, right? And it's always a race to stay on top of it. And there, are many people have said that what they think Donald Trump was doing in some of these documents, he actually took some documents that he could sell, that he could make a lot of money off of, that he might be able to make millions of dollars off of to sell to other other governments, and that is just unfathomable to like to unfathomable to to think that his supporters who claim to be like America First, greatest country in the history of the world, right, and this guy has documents. That could be sold to our adversaries. It's just wild, wild. To me. But but he declassified them telepathically. Yeah, obviously. What a buffoon! All right, coming up, this is going to be a great conversation for some of our listeners. What your penis says about your personality—that's <laughs> a transition. <laughs> well, I was mortified about Trump, but I'm mortified about this. So let's just keep it going. The morning beat with AJ Gibson and Michaela Gordon, Channel Q. Gentlemen, pay close attention. Women play. Pay closer attention, maybe. Um, what does your penis size say about your personality? Well, thank God for social media. We now have an answer. Oh, thank God. 
This study tested what first impression you're giving about your personality by your dick pic alone. Apparently skinny penises are giving neuroticism and girthy penises are giving more extroverted, open to new experiences, more sexually active, better in bed, and more of a pleaser as opposed to being a pillow princess. Long penises gave off these same impressions. Medium length penises didn't signal any strong personality traits at all. Congratulations, you're a blank canvas. Maybe your partners can get to know you as a person. This paper was shockingly woke and self-aware. I was impressed when they acknowledged that penis size based perceptions of masculinity are associated with sexism and greater sexual narcissism. Add another red flag to the list, y'all. Okay, so I love that this this girl Obsessed. who's doing this TikTok uh, did the entire thing uh, in a bra, which was fantastic, uh, with a nice bright red lip and some cute earrings on. Amen. Uh, I would love to hear, I would love to hear, you know, from maybe a, a gay sex therapist talking about what the study says to them. But I think it's funny how penis size does have an indicator, it can be an indicator of how you actually are. I, I, you know what I love the most that stands out to me? Go on. Is like the medium size guys. Like they should call them a blank canvas. Medium sized guys don't feel insecure. They don't feel overly confident. They're just like, I'm a good guy. Let's have fun. I like that. I relate to that. Yeah, I think that's great. I mean, I don't, uh, this is not like my expertise, but I will say that I'm, I think that in society and stereotypically, we've sort of like shamed men and I feel pretty bad about it mm-hmm. being like, oh, it's the size that counts. Oh, he better have a big one. Like, blah, 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 blah. Yeah. Even just hearing my girlfriends, even other men, I feel like having to hear that at such a young age, mm-hmm. like if I were a guy and I wasn't like totally packing I would feel very insecure and it would play a lot into my personality. And I feel like a lot of times when men are like rude or insecure, the immediate response is like, oh, you have a little penis. That's why you act like this. Like that's why. Yeah. It's interesting because a couple of things. One, I think that we all make this assumption like John Hamm was talking about this recently. We talked about it, I think, on yesterday's show how um, he people will talk about, you know, do you actually not wear underwear? Because that's the rumor. Because there's all these photos over the years of John Hamm, and it looks like he's well endowed, and and he's like, listen, it's not the worst thing to be said about me, right? Which I, I get, I, sure, there are worse things to be said. However, on the other hand, black men historically have been everybody's like, oh, black guys have the biggest penises, right? And that might be like a seem on the surface like it's a fun thing, but it's also just so demeaning and sexualizes black men in a way that's so unfair, right? And then also, if you are a black man and you happen to not have you know a large yeah you know, that's gotta be embarrassing then that's also gotta be even more pressure so I feel like we just gotta let go of this who cares I will say this I've been with my fair number of men over the years as 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 most gay men of my age have right amen and I will say that the men who were the absolute worst in bed always had the largest penises always because they like, just relied on the size they, they think that they're they're hot stuff and that's it and that's all they think that this is all i I showed up with this and the rest is up to you figure it out it's it's the really good looking guys the really 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 good looking guys and the guys who are really really well endowed they're always such a letdown yeah and i I, listen i know what you're thinking i'm really good looking but thank god i'm not well endowed michaela I'm just tiny. Thank God you're a tiny I a, man. I have a micro penis, and, and there it is. So Good. that's why men love me so much. That's, that's so why wonderful. I got myself a husband. Congratulations! But they, I mean, this is interesting because I think it really does. Like as young boys, we are we are raised to believe that so much of our manhood is actually that's actually our manhood. Yeah, because like, <laughs> listen, I'm like 
all about women's rights and femininity. But I also have a little brother that I'm obsessed with. I have a nephew. And I don't want them going around feeling like they need to, like... I I don't want them to feel like they're being judged either. Like, or you. So I just... I, I sympathize with men on this. I one. dated a guy all through college who did not have a large penis, like at all, and it was some of the best sexual experiences I've ever had in my entire life. Yeah, he was just he was he was a he was a great lover, and and it didn't work out for a, a litany of other reasons. But that part was never wrong, you know. And as I got older and I moved to L.A. and I did you know hooked up with a few guys that were you know larger. It, it, not always really thrilling. Yeah. Not exciting stuff. I hear that. Yeah. I hear that. All right, coming up in What's Poppin'. This woman has big D energy, and she may be taking it on the road. We'll be talking about her coming up next. The Morning Beat with AJ and Michaela, Channel Q. Welcome back to the show. It's almost the weekend, but not quite yet. We've got a couple hours of great programming still for you, and then some really fun music all day for you to uh, set you off uh, into the weekend. Don't forget, we have our best of show tomorrow. Tune in tomorrow morning, and uh, we don't do best ofs anymore. Vanessa, when did that happen? Oh, I'm sorry. I didn't tell you guys. We're not doing one tomorrow? No, we don't do that, that anymore. What? But they can listen on the podcast. Wow. You can listen to all of our best of yeah, on the podcast. We are channelq.com. Who am I? When did I not know this? When did this happen? I think it happened a while ago. You knew it? Yeah, babe. You knew it? Yeah. Wow. You knew it too. You forgot. I yeah, think I, I think forgot. you just forgot, honey. I'm excited to go home and mop my floors. I think that's what's yeah, going on. Yeah, that's exciting for all you. All right, well, don't listen to us tomorrow. All right, well, listen to us right now. That's right. Now, Beyonce is taking Renaissance on tour next summer. Do not be alarmed. Remain calm. Because it is a very big deal. One insider reveals that the Cuffet singer, who's 41, is booking stadiums around the world for the summer of 2023. And a second source teases that an official announcement can be expected in the coming weeks. Now, Beyonce's rep did not respond. However, since its release in July, Renaissance has been dominating streaming services and nightclubs. But Beyonce has uncharacteristically let the music speak for itself thus far. Uh, the queen of surprise releases and visual albums has yet to drop a music video for any of the record's 16 tracks. Not even its chart-topping lead single, Break My Soul. Here's the thing with Beyonce. Beyonce is going to do what Beyonce is going to do. Beyonce is going to be a famous TikTok mm. angel star without ever even going on TikTok. All yeah. of her songs are trending. She's doing her thing. And uh, we're going to get everything that we ever want from Beyonce. I think she's posted like four TikToks ever. And she has millions and millions of millions. followers. She's just And an follows icon. no one. I'll tell you this. So my husband said to me when he knew that Renaissance was coming out, he said, and he's been saying this for years actually, but he's like, her next tour, because she hasn't toured solo since I think like 2016 or something, I think is right. what that article said. Um that he's like, we're going to be Beyonce front row. I don't care how much it costs. Love. If it costs us $5,000 a ticket, we're spending that money because once one time in my life, I want to see Beyonce front row. So now I have to start set, like saving my coins. Yeah, you do. No vacation next year for me. Absolutely. <laughs> All right, coming up, your guide to planning your holiday traveling. What you need to know as we head to Greece and Israel, I need to know. And we'll talk about it next. Good morning, B. Channel Q. Coming up this hour on the show, it's Friday. It's Friday, you know baby. Uh, how about some uh, holiday travel plans? Isn't that weird to think about? 
that those are now happening. Oh, yeah, but you need to know that. Mm-hmm. It's very exciting. It's officially fall. It's the second day of fall. Uh, so we've got your guide to planning fall travel uh, from leaf peeping to cheap flights. I am I am the king of finding the cheap flight. You know, I'm going home. You're going uh, to be working on a big old lesbian cruise through Greece and Israel yes, in that's October. Right. You and your partner, Lisa, are both booked because you're both very talented. And so I decided to take the week off as well. So at the end of October, I'm going home to see my family. Amazing. And you know how much I got my flight for? $2.20. How? I did have a flight credit. Oh, babe, shut up. But it felt like I was getting a really good deal. Yeah, I feel that. I don't know where the travel credit came from. I hear that. I had travel credits in United and Delta. I'm like, I have no idea where these came from, but I'm happy to use them. Yeah. So I'm going to go home and see my family for a few days and... Go out to dinner with my cousin who moved back home and then take my, my little sister out to lunch and see where she works. I'm very excited about it. I love it. And I'm excited about the fall. And the, I, the, I can't wait to wear sweaters and jackets. It's going to be nice and cool there by that totally. time. Totally. So looking forward to it. We've got all of your travel planning uh, tips and tricks coming up for you here on the Morning Beat in about 12 minutes. And uh, here's a question we're also asking this hour. Uh, is passing gas a deal breaker for you? Is it a deal breaker in relationships? A new poll has some interesting uh, findings, and we're going to share those with you. Um, our boss loves I've when we talk opinions. about this on the air. When he talks no, about I think we need to normalize yes. passing gas, Come on. too. I'm going to save everything I have to say for the segment, but we are talking about it because it's a normal thing. Yep. It comes normally out of people's bodies, and I'm not going to get canceled. My grandma used to say, everybody does it. Yeah, and if you hold it in, it hurts your belly. It can make you sick. Yeah, she also used to say, if you've seen one butt, you've seen them all. My grandma, that is very much not true. I've seen some really great ones over the years. So, mixed bag from my grandma. But she's dead, so she can't defend herself now. So, I'll I'll let that go. Let it go. Uh, Right now, it's time for some news on the beat with Michaela Goldfarb. What do you have? All right, well, this is very sad news. RuPaul's Drag Race star George Ward, best known by his stage name Cherry Valentine, died at age 28. His family announced... The performer died on Sunday, but no cause of death is clear at the time. Ward found fame after landing a spot in the second season of RuPaul's Drag Race UK, the British version of the hit US show. After putting his name on the map, he went on to launch a TV career and even had his own BBC documentary titled Gypsy Queen and Proud. It's very devastating. A lot of the Drag Race queens have been posting about Sweet George and so uh, sending love to his family. Well, you also wonder, dead at 28... The first thought that goes to like suicide or some sort of overdose or something really sad and unfortunate. You don't usually die of natural causes at 28. So I'm sure more information will come out. But uh, sending so much love to to, to the drag community, of course. Of course. All right, another news, a school just outside Boston, Massachusetts has banned classrooms from displaying pride flags and other signs it deems political. It includes Black Lives Matter and thin blue line flags. The Boston Globe says the changes at Staten High were announced at a staff meeting last Wednesday. An anonymous member of the faculty told the Globe school officials viewed such as displays as disruptive or distracting. Principal Juliet Miller confirmed this in a follow-up email to staff last Thursday. Explaining the ban, Miller said we need to avoid placing items in the classroom it can cause disruption or distraction. We are an inclusive environment and want to maintain that inclusivity. All right, another news. The LGBT 
LGBTQ student group at Yeshiva University made the painful decision to pause its efforts to receive official university recognition so that the university would allow the rest of its student clubs to continue operating. The Supreme Court last week left intact a June state court order that directed Yeshiva University to officially recognize the Pride Alliance, which would provide the student club with access to the same resources as the school's other 87 clubs. But rather than recognize the club, Yeshiva University officials directed students to halt all undergraduate club activities while it resumed the suit in state court to protect YU's religious freedom. All right, let's get into a little bit of weather. It's going to be a high of 63 in New York, 58 in Dallas. I'm sorry, 58 in Boston. 97 in Dallas, 86 in LA, 81 in San Diego, 102 in Palm Springs. Now give us a vibe of the day. We all live under the same sky, but we don't all have the same horizon. Yeah, that's true. Think about it. Think about it. All right, uh, Channel Q is giving you a really fabulous opportunity. They're giving you the chance to see Demi Lovato live September 28th at LA's YouTube Theater. Just head on over to WeAreChannelQ.com and enter for your chance to win. It is very exciting, and it may be the only time you get to see Demi Lovato is rumor has it from her own mouth, actually, that this might be her last tour. She's exhausted, so go yeah. see her while you can. I love I love, I love, love when we when we highlight different tours, when we give away music again. Uh, giveaway tickets. I know we just did a giveaway for Diana Ross. I wonder if they've gone yet because my mother-in-law went to see Diana Ross at the Encore uh, Theater in Vegas two nights ago and sent us all sorts of pictures and she raved. She said she was absolutely phenomenal. So whoever our listener was who won those tickets, I can't remember who they were. I hope uh, they have the time of their lives. Absolutely. I love live music. Absolutely. All right, coming up, your guide to planning your holiday travel. What you need to know when you go coming up in seven minutes. The Morning Beat with AJ and Michaela, Channel Q. It's now officially been fall for a full 24 hours. We're very excited about that And we fact. have not been able to stop talking about we it because... Ha- we haven't. We need this. We need it. I'm over summer. The heat waves of summer are, are hopefully gone, although it's supposed to be 90 degrees this weekend. But that doesn't mean I'm not ready for a pumpkin spice latte and a turtleneck sweater. So... If you plan on traveling this fall uh, or during this holiday season, it's actually a really great time of year to travel. I don't know if you know this, but unless you're going to, like, I don't know, Asheville, North Carolina to see the turning of the leaves. And it's a big deal. If you know, if you're from that part of the country, you understand. Unless you're going to a fall like destination, this is actually the time to save money on travel to other destinations, maybe a beach vacation. Uh, September, October, November are really great months for that. Yeah. They pick back up around the holidays and Christmas and New Year's and people travel then again. But right now is when you can actually get more bang for your buck. So that is something to keep in mind. Uh, what is something like an activity that it might seem like a basic bitch move, but something you'd love doing in the fall that you're going to try to do this year? Are you like a go tasting apple cider or picking apples in an apple orchard? Are you that kind of gal? Are you going to a pumpkin patch? Like what? What is it? Or is it just a pumpkin spice latte from time to time? No, I think I like the. Um, I my favorite thing is going to the haunted houses. That, okay, that's, like the Universal mm-hmm. Studios of yes. it all. Like really experiencing Halloween. Okay, we have to do that because I want to go this Please, year. Please, I want to go so bad. I, I haven't love been it. since before the pandemic, and I just want to watch you scream because the way that I scare you in the oh hallways after you go to the restroom. God. I'm going to do it. You're going to think I'm part of the well, haunted house. you know what? Lisa's niece really wants to do the haunted hayride. It's like, the old, she's like, please, I will fly into town. I just want to do the haunted hayride. Wait, what is that? The haunted hayride is, um, 
It's so much fun, actually. It's kind of basic and it's very fun. It, where is it? Is it because uh, I? It's far. It's I think it's in the valley. Okay. And you like get there and you have to go through like this corn maze. And there's like a trailer probably you sit on the back of yeah. it. And, yeah. And you, and you like drink hot cider, hot chocolate. It's so much fun. We should look into that. But it's those kind of things. You know, one thing that I feel like. I try to do every year with the holidays is holiday stuff because mm-hmm. it goes by so fast. Yeah. Well, it does go by very fast. And that's another, it brings up another really good point. You know, as we're like enjoying these fall festivities, it's really, it's it's pretty affordable, actually. You can go to a pumpkin patch and not spend any money if you don't want to. Uh, we went a couple of years ago and it was really fun. We had like, a cup of, I think we had like a bottle of like cider beer, maybe, and then bought like one pumpkin. Maybe spent 20 bucks, but it was a really cheap, fun way to go spend some time. We got some good social media content out of it. Um, but but always be thinking about what's you know coming around the corner, too, because while this season might be cheap to travel, shoulder season is what it's called, by the way. Okay. Um, the next season is not. And that's – we're talking Thanksgiving, Christmas. Flights are expensive. Yeah. Hotels are more mm-hmm. expensive. But right now, if you want to save money – you can save hundreds and hundreds of dollars, even thousands sometimes, because these flights get wild around Christmas. Book your flights now. We're already booking out for Thanksgiving and Christmas. I, I usually have Thanksgiving booked way earlier than this, uh, but since the pandemic, we haven't really gone anywhere during totally. Thanksgiving. But we're trying to go to see my husband's family down in Baton Rouge, Louisiana. Well, I tell you what, I looked into flights a couple weeks ago to Baton Rouge. They were $2,000 Economy. Oh, it's crazy. Economy. It's so expensive. So you have to be patient. You have to set some reminders and some alerts, whether you're on Travelocity or Kayak or whatever whatever you know program you use. Um, set those alerts, and you'll find when the prices drop, uh, go ahead and book. And that's what, that's what we usually do. I also found, for me, for us going down there, it's actually smarter for us to fly into New Orleans because it's a bigger airport. It's about an hour away, but it's $1,000 less. Yeah. And we can rent a car. And still save a lot of money. I love it. It's still going to be expensive, but there are ways to to get all of your fall and, and winter holiday, you know, memories to to create new ones with your friends and family, and to do them on a budget. That is okay, um, but you got to start planning now. Absolutely, just do it now. All right, this next conversation is amazing and very important to have. Is passing gas a deal breaker okay. for you? All right, it's a normal bodily thing. Let's just normalize. I'd it. be single if it were a deal breaker. Oh God. The Morning Beat with AJ and Michaela. Channel Q. This is really interesting stuff. Talking about a a new study that just came out. And uh, it says a lot about those who pass gas and whether or not they're going to find love in a relationship. Great. You ready for this conversation? I am ready. This survey of 2,000 adults found most of these incidents occur in a dining establishment or while traveling. We're talking about deal breakers. um, And... If you've ever had FOMO because of gas and bloating, you're not alone. In fact, 34% of people have abandoned birthday parties and dinner parties due to the discomfort caused by these symptoms. So I guess before I give you the full results, um, when it comes to gas in a relationship, is that a deal breaker for you? Absolutely not. Okay, I can't imagine... That Lisa even passes gas. Lisa doesn't pass she's, gas. She's perfect. No, Lisa doesn't even stink, and I hate her for that. Yeah. But Neither I Neither does did... my husband at all. I don't think I've ever smelled a single thing. Yeah, nothing. But I had an ex that very much passed gas, and I think when I was younger, 
I was taught, even by my boy cousins, like, girls should never pass gas. That's disgusting. It's so gross. There was a lot of stigma, particularly around women not being able to talk about it, not being able to, like, say anything. The way that men acted like they were so turned off mm. by women who did something natural with their bodies as if, like, periods weren't enough. And so when it came to being in a partnership with my partner, um, I would never want anybody to make their belly hurt holding anything in. It could be painful. And it's a very normal thing. Like, we as a society made it gross. But anywhere else in the world, it's very normalized. Listen, according to this poll, uh, which was uh, conducted by one poll on behalf of GasX, uh, it's really, really interesting because many Americans uh, find uh, consider gas to be more embarrassing than finding food in their teeth, to finding something hanging out of their nose, or even having their zipper down in public. By far, actually, by about 25 points, more people are embarrassed by gas. But again, I think it's because of how big of a deal we've made it. Like, we've really embarrassed people. Um, do you admit it, though? Do you admit it? If, if somebody's like, oh, my God, was that you? Do yeah. You, do you admit it? Yeah, I do. In every scenario? Yeah, I do. I, I don't always. And I, I, I can be bad. But by part of admitting it is by normalizing it. Mm-hmm. Like, it literally is nothing to be embarrassed of. And I think I've had so much practice with my period and with my menstrual cycle that, like, it was always, like, I had to hide my tampon or whatever. And yeah. it's like, if you're listening right now and you're cringing, you should probably ask yourself why it's so weird for <laughs> yeah. you that your body is just performing it's the way bodies 2022. perform. 2022. Look, if I look at a piece of kale... Or broccoli or cucumber, any of it, goner. I'm a done. I'm donezo. A tomato. Don't even. Don't even get me yeah, started on tomato. Just how your belly works. I mean, I don't think you should be like, gr- like disrespectful about it sure. or like, you know, like. Uh, well, I've always thought like uh, I'm kind of a catch. Like that's how I've. And I look back, and it's so funny. I've talked to different exes over the years, and the one thing that so many people bring up, they're like, "You had some brutal gas." I was like, "Wait, what? Really?" And they're, "Oh yeah, you didn't even care." Like, I was like, "Wait, huh?" I really and this and this has been like a theme since like my twenties. Yeah. Right. And it comes and goes. Sometimes days or weeks at a time I'm fine. Well, I mean, there's it's not to say it's not stinky. Like I'm not trying to maybe sit in a room oh, no, with a little fart guy. I'm but a stinky pants. I'm not gonna like a sh- I'm not gonna make you feel ashamed. Well. And if you do fart I mean you fart in the studio sometimes. I have before and you kinda look at me, you're like, AJ, and I was like, Maybe. That was me. No, it is you. But was, I did a patootie. But you know what? It's, I respect that. <laughs> Let your belly do what your belly's got to do. Yeah, because we did talk about the. Remember, we had the girl. We talked about the girl last year, I think, that was actually selling them in yeah. rose petals, and she's jarring them and shipping them all over the world. Well, she made one hundred and fifty thousand dollars in a month doing mm-hmm. this, right? Mm-hmm. And because people are weirdos, and and they have their kinks and their fetishes. Well, it got so bad she had to go to the hospital though, and all that money she made, she spent on hospital bills because she was holding it like she was like eating so much food and then holding it in only to release when she could sell it. Yeah, like it's not good it. for you. Yeah, it's not. It's a natural process. You gotta let the body do what the body does. Hello. The morning beat with AJ and Michaela, Channel Q. I can't believe it's time for our last round of what's popping of the week. In just an hour or so, I get to go home and mop my floors. I've been so excited to do this, y'all. I know. My dog is at the groomer. The place is empty, and I get to mop. So Very let's, exciting let's for you. get through this so I can get home and start cleaning. 
Okay, well, I'm obsessed with Halsey. <laughs> oh, yeah. Obsessed. She's fantastic. She's so hot. I think she's got a, the best voice. I think you've, you've interviewed her, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, she's And fantastic. she, this is not a brag, but when I walked in, she goes, oof, you are so my vibe. Oh, wow. And I was like, Halsey, look away. I'm with Lisa Pittman. Look away. Stop looking at me. Or or look over at Lisa. Is she your vibe too? Because we can no, make Lisa this wasn't there. work. Okay. Well. There's nothing I could do. Lisa's everybody's vibe. I actually vibe. was a little... I know. Everyone loves Lisa. Literally everybody does. But I was like, go on, Halsey. Give me the compliment, baby. I'm actually kind of blushing. Remember I feel like it. men and women are into Lisa. Like men... Oh, straight women, gay women. Like Lisa has a really interesting look that's like attractive to everybody. Do you understand that not even it's not even straight men, gay men. The other day she goes, I I don't know what you do anymore. And I go, what happened? And she goes, "I, I don't I don't I don't give off sex. And I was like, what happened? She walks her dog with this gay guy. That's our neighbor, like, but down a couple blocks. And he goes, oh, yeah, I would totally have sex with you. I'd be into it. Mm-hmm. And Lisa was like, how did that come up out of your mouth? Yeah, I'd have sex with her before you, for but, sure. Li- but yeah. he, like, was, like, into her. And she, like, came inside and she was like, I don't know what to do. And I was like, Lisa. She's a sex kid. She's a sex symbol. I. She really is. There's something about Lisa, honey. But there's also something about Halsey. And she is actually uh, admitting something that's really sad. She said, I wonder often if I've chosen the wrong life for myself. The weight is suffocating. I'm sorry that melancholy has penetrated my art in a way that hasn't served a greater purpose other than my own self-loathing. Uh, but she feels very empty and a, a, a really serious <clears throat> piece of loneliness. She says, uh, as I'm approaching my 28th birthday in a week and just now exhaling uh, exhaling and gasping for air for the first time since I took a single breath in this new life at 18, a breath that was meant to sustain me for a decade, I'm wandering lawlessly and I hope to find my way somewhere meaningful soon so that I can give you guys the guts I've always known to scoop heapings up into your ears. They're shriveling lately. If you cannot be kind, at least be gentle with love. Listen, you wonder why we lose so many brilliant artists. So Amy Winehouse, Heath Ledger, Elvis Presley, like the list goes Michael Jackson, Whitney Houston, the list goes on and on and on. And what it takes to be, especially like a pop star, or like a musical like sort of like star it's the industry is just full of vampires yeah who've sucked the life out of you and do not care britney spears perfect example we still have her but look what she's gone through and i just don't know we were talking about this the three of us you and i and our producer vanessa this morning about the cost of fame we were talking about it this morning before we went on the air and i don't know like i don't know that there's an amount of money in the world that I would I would take to give up complete autonomy over myself and just be unhappy all the time. Yeah, it just makes me sad because these are these people are so talented. We should be celebrating them. If you want to put out music, put it out. If you don't, your record label should back the f off and give you the time and the space you need to be creative again. Yeah, you know what I mean. It's just, it makes me sad. and I feel like it happens to women a lot more. I feel like it's a male dominated industry. And women just get, like, tossed aside. Completely. Completely. Mm. All right, coming up, I'm very excited about this interview with Peruvian American explorer and social entrepreneur uh, from Gutsy's Sylvia Vasquez Lovato. She had the opportunity to sit down with Hillary and Chelsea Clinton. So cool. She's such an empowering human being, and we have her on The Morning Beat in the next hour. The Morning Beat with AJ and Michaela. Channel Q.
All right, welcome back to the show. Now, if you've known me for any amount of time, you know that I'm with her. And by her, I mean Hillary Clinton, mm-hmm. my goddess. I love her. I have I have voted for her every time I've had an opportunity. I even, when my grandmother passed away, I gave my grandmother's eulogy, and she disliked Hillary so much that I brought Hillary up during her funeral. <laughs> during her eulogy, and I said, Grandma, I love you. I'm going to miss you. But for the first time in my life, you're not going to cancel out my vote anymore. And I'm excited about hey. that. And it got a laugh. <laughs> I got a round of applause. Uh, but we're so excited about this new series she has on Apple TV Plus called Gutsy. It's based on her best-selling book, The Book of Gutsy Women. Uh, she and her daughter, Chelsea, are meeting with some like phenomenal women and just having really important discussions. And one of those women uh, we actually have on the line right now. Uh, she's a Peruvian-American explorer and social entrepreneur. Uh, she's featured on Gutsy. Her name is Sylvia Vasquez Lovato. Sylvia, thank you so much for joining us. How are you? Thank you, Sylvia. Hi, AJ. Hi, Michaela. Thank you so much for having me on the show. Oh, my I'm God. excited. Thank you. Well, let's talk about your episode and your experience with Hillary and her daughter, Chelsea, on this series, Gutsy. How did this come about? Did her team reach out to you? And if so, what was that moment like? Mm-hmm. <laughs> when their team reached out to me, I felt that it was a joke. <laughs> I remember they were looking, I mean, I had read the book of Gutsy Women, which is an incredible read. Mm. It's, a, it's a book that I wish I would have read when I was growing up. Um, they compiled 200 incredible women from all different walks of life from different countries. And it's so inspiring. I mean, it's such a force. And, and AJ, as you were, you were just describing, I mean, you know, we stand with her. Absolutely. I mean, these women... I mean, what Hillary has done for all of us, not just not just women, men in general, but the, the things that she, she allowed us to, I mean, what she's opened up to us is incredible. Uh, so I knew about the book, and it was just, I mean, to get the call and, and just for them to, to tell me, you know, if I would consider <laughs> it was one of those things that, like, excuse me. Uh, there's no consideration I'm in. Yeah. Um, but, but it was just so special because I, my admiration to her and, and, you know, what we all had to experience um, was, was something, you know, that, that is still, is that small PTSD has stayed with me, uh, something that we couldn't change. But, but, you know, what an opportunity. And I am so, I mean, I'm, I'm beyond thrilled for everyone to see the show. I mean, just to see what, you know, just this incredible opportunity it's not just with Hillary and I think that was what was what was incredible as well the opportunity of spending time with Chelsea what a powerhouse and to know that they are still are fighting for us and, and giving us this incredible platform is is incredible well, you're a force to be reckoned with, which makes sense why you're a part of the Forces of Nature episode. Um, I'm sure you had incredible conversations, but you are also a woman's woman. You launched uh, in two, the 2014 Courageous Girls, a nonprofit that helps survivors of sexual abuse and trafficking. Were you able to have that conversation with both Hillary and Chelsea? And how did that go? We talked for a long time. Uh, and I mean, we talked in, in different you know, a, a, a variety of different topics. Um, but, you know, because of purposes of, of the editing and, and whatever we need to bring, bring out to the show. Um, and and the, the thing that, that made me so humble is, I mean, they both had done their homework on me. I, I did my homework on them, but I was really, really touched about just the, the amount of knowledge that they had. Um, and actually, the one thing that doesn't come out of the show is, how much uh, 
I would say the experiences in nature Hillary has had. Um, and when she was a young woman, she spent time in Alaska, and, and we had been both in, um, in, in the National Park, and it, it was just amazing. And I used to joke that if she would not have taken on this road um, of where she became, she would have been a really badass mountaineer. Um, but, <laughs> but it was just the different conversations that we were having, and I mean, just being able to listen to both of them and their own journeys. But no, we we definitely talked a lot about our our, I mean, the path of of what work I've been working on, courageous girls, um, and and just the overall interest. Actually, uh, Secretary Clinton had visited the organization that I had worked in in Nepal. I should remember them. So it was almost like a really small coincidence. Mm. Uh, Shakti Samoha, uh, the one of the founders, actually has this big banner photo with Hillary, uh, Torimaya. So it was really funny how. Ultimately, all little things connected that way. A full circle moment. It's so interesting wow. because I can't even wrap my brain around the idea of Hillary Clinton as a mountaineer. Um, I, know, I do run in Canyon, and I I'm know. like, I'm exhausted. Please. Well, I'm curious to know, Sylvia. One of the things that has frustrated me for so many years is this 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 notion that Hillary is like this evil, vile woman, and people call her a bitch all of the time, and they use these words that are just so inappropriate. And and, and you either love her. Or you hate her, it seems. But I feel like the people who hate her just haven't really paid attention to, like, who she actually is. Like, not when she's giving a speech or or debating somebody on a stage, but what she stands for and what she believes. Because I feel like if more people paid attention to that, more people would support her. What is something that that you think that maybe you took away from your time with Hillary Clinton and that taping that you wish that more people could see? First of all, I wish everybody would have the opportunity to just sit with her for about five. I think it would only take about two minutes mm. uh, for people to be like, wow, in, in terms of the person that she that she is. I feel that given the role that she was placed in and, and when she kind of got into the spotlight, she might have made a conscious decision of, you know, in order to break the glass ceiling, in order to really come across and take a big leadership, you know, she was going to have to to be in a particular way that maybe not everybody would agree. Mm. Um, and and it is, I mean, it is brutal out there to put yourself out there. Yeah. Um, the amount of criticism, the amount of negativity, it it is almost. I feel that you know, just just being a leader and and kind of breaking through so many barriers, the toll that it took is that, you know, people started having perceptions of her. And I think we, we tend to forget that at the end of the day, you know, you know, she's a woman, she's a mother, she's a grandmother, the pride that she has, um, you know, connected with her grandchildren. I mean, we forget the human side. Mm. And, and I, I mean, she's somebody who has gone through a lot, but, but also, I think she just took a bullet for a lot of us in terms of, you know, breaking the path for us. And, and we just needed to, I, I think for people that dislike her, they just needed to, you know, to express that frustration. And it is just so unfortunate. It, it's something that it is so misunderstood. Though I feel she's having a really powerful moment. I feel that through the series, people can see the sensibility that she has, that maybe she wasn't able to really express a lot when, when really being in the campaign. I mean, when really fighting for president, imagine if, if she would have cried on, on a particular interview. You know, she would have been criticized. She would have been here. There's, I mean, like people would be like, oh, how can we give her the codes, blah, blah, blah. 
And and that's the beauty of the series. In so many of the episodes, you can see the emotion. You can just see her literally feeling it. And and this is, I mean, it, it's something that I don't know. I I can I I get to be harsh on us. I think we don't we didn't deserve her. I mean, she's too good for us. Um, but but I think she's given us this amazing opportunity, um, just creating a platform not just of for for Hillary and Chelsea, but allowing. Um, the world to see just how many women are really working, contributing. I mean, it, it's taking a huge village, and well, that's something that I'm honored. Sylvia, I do, before we let you go, absolutely want to talk about uh, In the Shadow of the Mountain, a film uh, that's actually being opted by Selena Gomez. That's got to feel incredible. I will say, as a sexual abuse survivor that just recently came out, uh, this means so much to me, as it will mean to so many others. Uh, for people that may not know about the book, can you give us a quick summary as we want everyone to check out your book, In the Shadow of the Mountain? It is a roller coaster of a ride. You won't be able to put the book down. It is a really uh, inspiring story, not just because it is my journey, but it is the work that I do with incredible young women as we go on this trek to the base of Everest before I start my climb. And it is a really raw, very vulnerable. We have gotten incredible reviews, amazing support, people reaching out. Um, I, I mean, it's just inc- an incredible, vulnerable story uh, that is going to keep you quite entertained. I don't hold anything back. If anything, I overshare too much. Uh, but I know when people will put the book down, they will be so inspired. Um, it, it will actually, you will wonder like, hmm, you know, what's going to be my inner Everest? Um, it, it's been such an opportunity to be able to, to have had the platform of bringing the story out. And, and now we are slowly working into bringing it and um, adapting it into the big screen. Well, you brought Maria Menounos to tears, and I can't wait to read it either. Thank you so much, Sylvia, for joining us. Check out her book, In the Shadow of a Mountain. Uh, Sylvia Vasquez-Lovato, thank you so much for joining us, and congratulations on all your success. Thank you, AJ. Thank you, Michaela, so much. Thank, thank you for you. all the work that you guys are doing. Thank you again. Also, check out Gutsy on Apple TV+. Plus. I love this story. It's not often that we get to give uh, positive information about like the world, the planet, the health of the planet, our environment. But a new study has shown that the ozone layer has made significant uh, improvements and hit a really big milestone in its recovery, showing that environmental healing is possible. Now, the negative uh, effects of climate change are all around us. We see these heat waves and droughts going on. It's really scary stuff sometimes. But um, Euronews just announced the other day, uh, September 19th actually, that the Earth's ozone layer, which is our shield against like UV radiation in the sun, has made progress. Um, remember back in the day, you know, back in the day, we're talking like 80s and 90s, mm-hmm. all we heard was the ozone layer was thinning and we were all going to die, right? Chlorofluorocarbons and, and aerosols and all sorts of things were killing. Well, we got rid of them. And that was 36, 37 years ago. Um, a researcher by the name of Jonathan Shanklin, um, he first discovered the hole in the ozone layer, and it got people to work. And over over the course of these generations now, these last few decades, I guess, um, we've actually reversed 
course, and the ozone layer is healthy again. Wow. Meaning that it's possible that we find solutions to the melting ice caps and everything else that's going on causing all of these sort of catastrophes. Right. Good news. Great news. Okay, this is a little bit beautiful, a little bit sad, a little bit creepy. Uh, an artist used AI to create ultra-realistic portraits of celebrities who left too soon. And honestly, it's crazy. Starting with Freddie Mercury, it's showing what he would have looked like at 76 today had he lived and had a healthy life. He still would have been a daddy, apparently. He's still he looks good. such a daddy. Uh, they also used Heath Ledger, which we oh, lost no. way too soon. What he would have looked like had he been able to age properly. Janis Joplin. Janis Joplin, I feel like, is my favorite. She's like my heart girl. And she would have aged uh, just like she looked, I feel like. Yeah. Uh, but it's really interesting. Michael Jackson. They, he also shows what they would have looked like had there never been any... Um, you know how, like, towards Plastic the end, Michael surgery. Jackson, yeah, yeah, his, yeah, his face right, is with very the skin different. and everything. Had like, he just grown up naturally, totally, and it's beautiful. I mean, they're beautiful. Kurt Cobain, what he would have looked like, ooh, and no. it really makes you sad. <laughs> John Lennon, beautiful. I, it, it's just sad to know that we never got to see these incredible uh, artists really live to to. Elvis Presley, uh, hot. Our producer Vanessa was just talking about uh, Baz Luhrmann's Elvis. She just watched it. And she said it was really great, but really kind of sad, right? Like it was a sad, like learn his story. So sad. Like I feel like he would have been alive if he just didn't listen to his manager. Uh, so yeah. Sad. Tupac Shakur. I mean, the list goes on and yeah, on. Yeah, Princess Diana. I, it's beautiful. Okay, I, okay, okay. This is shady though. Princess Diana would and not she have looked that. No, she she would have gotten spots. an IPL. That no, I, I agree. There's too like, much. She's Princess Diana. She would have been like Real Housewives of Beverly Hills or something by now. Yeah. Probably no filler, but she would have at least had like or a couple facials. Ladies of London, maybe. I don't even know. She, I, she was better than all those people. She was. She was never going to be a lady. She was the lady of London. She was. She'd well, be a great grandmother too. She would have been a great grandmother. Yeah, I know no. that's sad. All right. Well, as always, thank you so much for listening to our show. It is Friday. Take care of yourself. Get cozy. Read a book. Drink some tea. Maybe some Baileys in your coffee. What? Oh yeah, baby. Uh, start decorating if you feel like it. We have a great show for Wait, you. Start Monday. decorating for what? Not Christmas, right? Halloween. Okay, good. Or Christmas. Just the fall. Put pumpkins out. Girl, at this point, put up your Christmas tree. <laughs> do what you got to do <laughs> to not? keep yourself good. <laughs> we'll see you Monday. giving you a chance to win a trip to London to see Taylor Swift at the Eras Tour. It's Tay in the UK. Hey, it's Taylor. Just download the free Odyssey app, log in and listen to a participating station for a minimum of 60 minutes to get your daily entry. And you could win a chance to fly off to London with three friends and see Taylor. I can't wait to see you at the Eras Tour in London. For more, go to odyssey.com slash Taylor. Tay in the UK. It's on the Odyssey app. Thanks to Republic Records. This is a national contest. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.